You're listening to Holistic Wednesdays, your weekly podcast for all things holistic in the modern world. Join your hosts, Amy and Shelly, every Wednesday as they dig into a new holistic topic to offer hope, healing, and transformation. Let's join Amy and Shelly. Hey, Shelly. Hey, Amy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. It's been a great week, hasn't it? It has, and we are getting closer and closer to the holidays. Yes, we are, but for many people, the holidays mean it's a sad time. Whether you've lost somebody or the seasons are changing, it's just a a tough time for some people. So we want to be very cognizant about that, those people, some space. We really do, and we had a teenage listener reach out to us and request that we talk about seasonal depression. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. If you think that you may feel triggered by this subject, then I wouldn't listen to this week's podcast because the last thing that Shelly and I want to do is trigger anyone. So we are going to honor the request to talk about seasonal depression, and we're just going to dive right in. So, Shelly, what exactly is seasonal depression and how is it different from just normal depression? Well, some people have a melatonin imbalance and or at least what they think is maybe a melatonin imbalance in their system. And when the seasons start growing darker and colder as we go into like our winter months here, some people actually are affected by it. And so it's a seasonal affective disorder. And some people can feel very depressed. They sleep long periods of time. They maybe are lethargic and maybe don't have interest in things that they used to have. But there's a lot of um, things that can leave you clues that you might be affected if that's the case. It kind of sounds like they go into almost a hibernation mode. When you were talking about it, I was thinking of almost like a bear in the wintertime, how it just wants to go in the cave and and sleep through those cold, long nights. That way it's definitely a subconscious protecting us mode that that our bodies do. I think um, our subconscious doesn't know what to do. So that's the first thing it thinks of. So we'll just shut it down. (laughs) We'll just allow them to sleep a lot. Or, um, and then what happens too is You'll see some people and that you might be one of them that's listening that if you sleep, maybe you're not getting a really good solid REM sleep. And you'll notice this because when you wake up, you're not feeling very refreshed. And that's because maybe you, your loss of melatonin as you're sleeping, normally you're supposed to be making it. Maybe you're not making as much as you need. And so that doesn't afford you that nice deep sleep. So if you're feeling that way in the morning, this could be affecting you. Definitely. If, especially if you find yourself sleeping more, but with less energy when you're awake, you're definitely not getting the level of sleep that you need, even though you feel like you're constantly sleeping, but constantly tired. A lot of people will also feel sad. So the, the acronym SAD stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. And that's the actual uh, acronym that is the is what happens to people it's a seasonal thing so it starts happening when the time changes and it affects the person and it it makes the body 
do things that affects the person and affects the mind. And I think it's just a vicious cycle for a lot of people, especially if they're not aware of it. So I think that's what we first need to dive into is awareness. Because a lot of people may not, if they, they've never dealt with um, depression before, they may not even realize that this is what's happening to them in the winter months, because as soon as spring hits, March, April, the days are longer, they're getting that melatonin that they need, they bounce right back. And it's just a cycle that they're not even aware that's happening to them. So we talked about sleep being one of the symptoms to look for. Just being sad, being cranky, being on edge, and more than usual. That's another sign. Um, really, you notice yourself crying a lot or being sad and not knowing why. That's a good indicator that maybe your melatonin level is low and you're experiencing some seasonal depression. With the increased sleep also becomes an increased appetite. You might find yourself eating more in the winter months. Doctors used to think that it was mostly women that this affected, but it's become very clear to most of the medical world that seasonal affective disorder affects both men and women equally. So it's something I think that we should talk about more so that more people are aware of it. I used to think of seasonal depression as something before I learned about it and knew that it was actually caused from the melatonin. I used to think of it more as it was the holidays and the stress of, I mean, let's be honest, like as an adult, especially if you have children, you have Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, and then you have New Year's, and then how many people have birthdays in between those? And that time of the year puts a lot of stress on adults, the men who take on that big financial responsibility. And I know in today's time, a lot of women take on that financial responsibility. Some families not even having their turkey for Thanksgiving or whatever it might be, and looking for extra jobs just to get through the holidays. And that leads to a deep depression that we face on top of already not having the right amount of melatonin. You're already sinking down into the sad, if you will. And then you have that added stress of the holidays on top of it. And if you're not aware that you're already have the low melatonin levels, you're more likely to slip down into that deeper depression by the financial struggles of the holidays. And sometimes it may not even be financial struggles. It may just be like not being able to be with family members or having no family members to be with, being alone for the holidays, whatever the case may be. It's a time that we really need to be more aware of ourselves and aware of others, maybe that we know will be alone or that we know are struggling. Don't set yourself up for failure. You know, a lot of people will go and hawk over the holidays. Make your holidays more attainable. So be aware, make realistic expectations over the holidays as far as financial things that you do, because that'll take a lot of heat off of you, especially if you find that you're feeling sad during the holidays. And one more thing being taken off your shoulders would make it huge. So if you make a budget 
and you stick to that budget, something that you guys discuss as a family, if you need to discuss as a family or if you're a single parent, you put yourself on a budget and you you make it realistic with your kids. You know, you get one big thing and, and a couple little things or you get a few little things or whatever. Um, but everybody, you know, no big long lists that Santa can't afford. The holidays have become so commercialized that it is all about the gifts that there's so much expectation placed on that. And it would be nice celebrating the togetherness of the family um, for the holidays and not focusing so much on on the gifts. Yeah, it's totally true. Mm -hmm. Keeping it, it simple a lot of times too will set the expectations for other people to also keep it simple. And honestly, if the more simple it is around the holidays, everybody's stress level goes down. I think if someone is feeling that added stress of the holidays, that maybe they should seek a coach or talk to someone, you know, let's, let's do a will of balance or let's see how we can make the holidays not stressful for you because we don't want them to be. The holidays shouldn't be a stressful time. It should be a happy time with family and friends. And we're about to go into a new year. It's a time to celebrate. And if you're not feeling that, let's figure out why. The biggest things that happens to people that are experiencing sad is that they have a hard time going outside. They are so down in a place that they don't understand that the very thing that they're running away from they need. So if you're experiencing sad, any type of seasonal, get out in the sunshine, make sure you get outside and just look up at the beautiful sun. Or if it's cloudy outside, that's great. Just get outside and get into the fresh air. That's such a huge thing for your mind and your body, the connection and your soul, you just need it. And you don't realize that you need it until you are missing it and then you get it back. That's when you realize, okay, I really have been missing this because the, the connection is just everything. And it can actually turn things around. So the more that you can get outside and start experiencing outside things, a bird on a, on a branch or a tree or a plant, or maybe just some awesome things that are happening around you, the more you can get outside, the better. It's always great to get outside, especially with your feet in the grass and connect with nature, ground yourself. It's very healing in any situation, but when we're dealing with sad, it's even more important because when we step outside, we're able to get that melatonin that we really need from the sun. And our body wants to be in that hibernation mode and wants to stay inside and wants to stay in the bed covered up. And that's really the last thing we need. We need to be outdoors in the sun as much as we can. And one of the therapies for SAD is actually a light therapy. So natural or a full spectrum light can have an antidepressing effect on SAD. And a full spectrum light that shines indirectly into your eyes. And how you do that is you set, I, I did say indirectly. I, I don't want anyone to look directly into the light. 
but you you set about two feet away from the light and you, it's about 20 times brighter than a normal room light and the therapy usually starts with one 10 to 15 minute session per day and then the time can increase to 30 to 45 minutes per day depending on how you respond to it but like i said you don't want to look directly into the light source at all and that could damage your eyes you also want to practice wellness and get seven hours sleep you know 30 minutes of exercise and limit alcohol if you can because that would go a long long way in fighting some of the sad feelings that you might have. Um, I would also suggest that maybe limit yourself on coffee intake because what coffee does, while it's great, coffee will take you from point A, lift you up, and then drop you later. And a lot of times when it drops you, it drops you worse than where you were where you started. So watch, don't drink too much coffee, everything in moderation, as they say, but definitely having some type of routine is everything. So if you can get a routine of, you know, getting X amount of sleep and I'm going to move my body 15 minutes every single day, like just getting into that practicing of wellness. If you're not able to get outside, you can always open your blinds or your curtains, whatever you have over your windows. And I recommend doing that early in the morning when the sun is the brightest. And so if it's too cold outside or it's snowing or raining, and open those blinds or curtains up because that sunlight will get in and that will increase your melatonin level. That's really one of the, the main things you want to do. If the, if you go to the doctor and they diagnose you with SAD, they may talk about prescribing you a medication. The medication is going to increase that melatonin level. So what we're talking about today is natural ways that you can do that. And sunlight is the most natural way that you can do that and your body will respond to that because it is the most natural way. And eating a balanced diet is really important too because this is really gonna help with your energy level. Um, you're gonna notice a decrease in your energy. So eating a well-balanced diet, your, your energy level will come up. It's so hard to exercise when you just wanna stay in bed. Isn't it then? It is, but if you can just get up for 30 minutes, you know, three to five times a week and get the body moving, anything. A walk, a walk outside would be fantastic because you'd be getting the sun and moving, maybe some yoga, some light stretching, you know, whatever sounds good to you, but just try for 30 minutes a day, at least three to five days a week to get up and get moving. That'll really help fight those depression feelings. And for those of you that just say, it's too cold where I'm at, there's snow on the ground. I've heard of something called a Wii Fit, and I know that you can use it right from the comfort of your own living room. So try to cultivate some winter hobbies because that's what's going to help get you through. Whether it's Wii Fit, or maybe you take your gardening inside and you make yourself a little garden that you sit in the kitchen. Um, maybe it's reading or maybe taking on something in the house, some kind of project, but just adjust for the seasons, but keep yourself busy. Yeah, it's very important. And also I know that you can do personal trainers, you can do yoga classes, all online through Zoom. I know people who do that. And so 
Um, even if you do live somewhere where it's really hard to get out and go somewhere, a lot of the stuff is available to you virtually. And a lot of people need that motivation of a trainer or um, you can subscribe to um, a yoga app or a yoga trainer that will post their classes and you can do them on your own time and just watch the videos. You can probably even YouTube some, but just find something that fits your personality, your time, your schedule, and try to work something in. And something I, I always say about depression is that when you just feel like you can't, you don't want to, and you just, you can't, that's when you do it. That is when, when you start, I can't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's when you do it. Just get up, walk across the house if you have to, but just get up and do something because you're just, if you just lay there, you're not going to, you're not going to feel better. You have to get up, start moving, get to some light and get through the winter because spring is just around the corner. And remember that people rarely snap out of a depression, but you can feel better every day a little bit. So focus on the positive and try to help um, yourself by maybe repeating some affirmations in the morning when you first wake up so that you're replacing the negative thinking because you have no idea. We have like 50,000 thoughts a day and over half of those are negative. And about 75% of that is on repeat. So if you just start feeding your mind some happier thoughts too, and last but not least, let your family and friends help you, reach out to people and let them know what's going on with you. That is so important because people are not mind readers. And while they know something might be up, they may not know your train of thoughts. They may not know how bad it is. So make sure that you open your mouth and say something because you're important. And we want you here. So please open your mouth and just talk. Absolutely. I think the more that we talk about mental health and the more that we normalize it, the more people will be open to talk about it with their family or friends or reach out and get help because it's, it's so important. Especially when people find out that this is just due to lack of melatonin. And is it, it isn't anything to be ashamed of. Um, it's definitely something that can be diagnosed and it can be treated in holistic ways and in some cases antidepressants. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's definitely something that's treatable and you can overcome. You really can. And awareness is the first step. Recognize the symptoms that we talked about. If you notice you're sleeping more, less energy, feeling sad. Lack of interest for the things that you used to find very interesting. You've now lost. Um, you're also withdrawn and trying to almost like go into, like you said, the hibernation um, because it is a type of depression. It is a type of thing where the more you feel it, the more you want to withdraw because you don't want to put it on other people. They have their own stuff, right? But it's a, it's an actual, a shorter day, less daylight, triggering a chemical change in the brain. And it just leads to this. 
So don't think that you can wish it away. Just know that there's ways that you can get through it. A reason for you to wait all winter for the spring to come around and start feeling better. I think maybe people don't go get help because they either one don't recognize the signs they just it, don't recognize it because that's how they've been their whole life and they just think that's who, how they are they don't I think realize. people don't want to tell other people that they feel that because they think they're the I only ones mm-hmm. I think that's a huge one which is really funny because we're not the only ones <laughs> we're so far from being the only ones I think that's what I've learned we're all in this together that so many people feel the same way and that's why we're doing this podcast in to begin with is because we know that other people feel this way mm-hmm. and we know that there's a message and mental health care is it i know for me i grew up my whole life thinking that i was the only one i didn't know anyone else that had been abandoned i barely knew people who had been adopted I barely knew people that had red hair. I bar- I didn't know anyone who looked like me, like the same skin coloring, hair coloring. Like I did feel like there was no one else in the entire world that could feel the way I did. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s, mid 30s, and I posted on Facebook on my search for my biological family, and the response and the outpouring and the messages were overwhelming, almost in like a good way, not overwhelming in a bad way, but there was everything. There was the encouragement, there was people sharing it, there was people, you know, I hope you find your family, you know, I'll help you, I'm with you. But then there were the ones that really got me that they knew how I felt. They just start writing me and telling me their stories. And some of them would say, I've never told anyone. And they had said, you know, like me sharing my story gave them the courage to share theirs. And it's because we all lived our whole lives thinking we were the only ones. And when we hear that there's someone else similar that we can relate to, it's almost a connection. Like a, it's it's a safety. You feel safe to share your story because you know on some level this person's going to understand at least a little bit. And before the technology that we have now, with I mean, I've learned a lot online that other people like TikTok has been amazing just for me to see that there's other, so many people that deal with the same issues. But before these platforms, before Google was what it was today. We had no way to know that there was others like us. And I really hope that this helps more people speak out about their mental health and the way they're feeling, because then they'll get help. The more we normalize it and realize we're not the only one. This person, everybody's dealing with something and it may not I may not be dealing with what somebody else is or vice versa, but it's all something. But there is other people in this world that are dealing with things pretty closely to you and you're not alone because they want to help you 
because they wanted someone to help them. It's just, it's just a connection when you find someone going through the same things. And it's not, it's not like a pity party type connection. It's almost like a relief type of connection. Like I'm not the only one. I, I am normal. I, you know, it's just a huge relief. And you will never find that if you don't speak up. Because if I'd have never spoke up, I'd have never known there was others going through the same thing similar to me. I would have never known that. And if they hadn't told me, I wouldn't have never known. So we have to be willing to be honest and share our feelings, our struggles, and especially if we're depressed. Because nine times out of 10, depression is because we feel so alone and lost and alone. It all goes back to the loneliness. And when you speak and you let others know, you realize real fast you're not as alone as you thought you were. So never be afraid to speak up about, about your thoughts, about how you feel. And even if you think no one cares, I promise people care. Maybe they are dealing with this stuff in their own mind and they don't realize, or maybe you're good at hiding your depression, but don't be because you're not going to get better if you just keep hiding it and burying it. It's so, so, so important just to speak up and let others help you and get help because you don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sad. You're meant to live a happy, joyous life, a field life. And you can, especially out of all things, if it's just seasonal depression, because we know what causes it and we know how to fix it. And it's fairly easy. Biggest thing is if you feel shame, come out from the shame because there really, it, there is no shame. A lot of people are affected by a lot of things. And if you feel shame, it's probably just because you haven't found the answers to what's happening. So reach out, reach out to us, reach out to somebody that cares about you, but reach out. Don't feel sad by yourself. And if the seasons affect you, make sure that you address it. Make sure that you're aware of it. Make sure you take care of yourself because I'm sure that somebody loves you. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that I don't know anyone that no one cares about, you know, there's someone they want to know if you're not happy, there's someone in your life that wants to know that. And if you think telling them that you're sad is going to hurt them, not telling them you're sad is going to hurt them a lot worse because they're going to constantly be wondering what's going on. Because even if you think you're hiding your depression, I promise there's people around you that are noticing something's a little off, but the way our minds work is they're not thinking something's off with you. They're thinking something's off with them. Like, what did I do? I wonder what's wrong. Are they mad at me? Why are they feeling? Why won't they call me back? Why are they withdrawn? They're not going to think it's that you're depressed. They're going to think it's something with them. And sometimes you just have to communicate and say, hey, I'm sorry I'm being so withdrawn, but I just haven't been feeling right lately. And I'll start that conversation. If anyone is feeling depression 
at any level, reach out to someone. And if you think there is absolutely no one in your life you can reach out to, you can always reach out to Amy and Shelly. It's so easy. It's holisticwednesday at gmail.com. That's holistic with a W. Or social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We check our messages. We respond to our messages. And if you feel that there's no one else, or you just have questions for us, we love your questions. We love your comments. We love your show suggestions. You can always reach out to us. You are not alone. Amy and Shelly are always here for you. So and don't on forget also there's the suicide hotline. So if you're ever feeling like you need somebody that will talk to you about suicide and you're feeling that blue, please dial 988. It is our new suicide hotline across the United States. And those people are schooled in just how to help. The holistic way to get through the seasonal is to use essential oils. And what I like to use is bergamot. Some ideas for some easy things that you can try in your diffuser at home because you know how I like good essential oils. Grab your handy basil or and or bergamot oil. Bergamot is a beautiful, bright citrusy oil and or some maybe jasmine and throw that in the diffuser because those actually do go straight to the amygdala which is up here in the middle of your brain, what that does is it sends messages to your brain to not be so sad and to wake up. And those oils that I recommended, we can drop the information in the chat down below, but they work really, really well. You could also put those in a roller ball with um, coconut oil, just maybe a couple of drops at each and then fill the rest of the bottle up with some fractionated coconut oil and you could use it to maybe roll in your hands and smell at different times that maybe you need some uplift but bergamot is amazing for that and now that we've talked about oils amy i think we have a winner don't we we do i'm so excited so if this is your first time listening we had a contest and it's we are giving away a lemon essential oil from doTERRA and we to enter the contest you just had to follow us on spotify and send an email showing that you are following and through our random drawing i'm drawing right now drum roll our winner is dun, 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 dun. ginger massey yay ginger i'm so excited for you yay congratulations so I'll be reaching out to Ginger through the email that she sent the screenshot to and getting her information. And we'll be mailing that off to her this week. And hey, she should get Ginger. it by Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ginger. This is one of the most exciting times for me. I'll be sending out a little booklet too that helps you with what all the different ways that you can use lemon. So Ooh. enjoy. Nice. So exciting. One of my favorite oils. I love all doTERRA essential oils. So next week is going to be really fun. Yes, we're transitioning to something fun. With the new year coming up, I know a lot of people like to set new year's resolutions. Some people don't like new year's resolutions. They feel like, why should I one time out of the year set a whole bunch of unachievable goals? And I guess I fall somewhere kind of in the middle where I don't really like set 
New Year's resolutions, but I do set goals that I would like to accomplish for the next year. It's an, I don't set a resolution to drop 50 pounds and work out for one week and then not work out again. That's kind of like the pattern of a New Year's resolution. How do we not fall into that resolution category and really set goals that are achievable and going to move us forward in our plan or our life? And so Shelly and I next week are going to talk to you about setting smart goals. And by the end, you should be able to set goals that are going to help you move forward into the new year. And then what's so, why I'm so excited about that is because the following week, the last Wednesday in December, the last Wednesday of the year, we're going to create a vision board. And we're going to do it on the podcast, but we're also going to stream it on our YouTube. So we're going to actually make a vision board. And you guys can join with us when we talk about the SMART goals next week. We'll kind of prepare you for some things that you might want for the vision board the following week. So if you're hearing this now, just kind of keep that in mind. You might want to get yourself a poster board. You might want to start cutting out some things that are maybe some of your goals for the coming year. But you can kind of start preparing if you want. And so we've got a fun next two weeks coming up. I'm really looking forward to it because it's we're going to do it with you. So we're going to get ourselves on the right path for the coming new year. And we're going to help get you on the path you want to be on for the coming new year. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea, Amy. Now make sure that you have magazines and things that you're looking at between now and the next two weeks. Because in two weeks from now, when we put our vision boards together, there'll be things that you'll be clipping out that'll leave you inspired. Things that you'll look at every day for the next year on that vision board that will not only inspire you, but actually take you to those goals. So be thinking of those kinds of things. Be thinking of things that you're looking forward to in the new year and attaining as far as a goal goes. And let's get it done, Amy. Let's do it. And I just want to say, too, if you don't have access to magazines, you can always Google what you're Absolutely. looking for and find a picture and print it and cut it out. I know I did that a lot last year. And you so that works just as good. I hit up my favorite dentist and my favorite doctor's offices because a lot of them get magazines, tons of magazines, and they toss them away every right. week. <laughs> That's very true. Good idea. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> have a Thanks. good week. Thanks, Shelly. Bye. Thanks for listening Bye. to Holistic Wednesdays with Amy and Shelly. Love our content? Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Holistic underscore Wednesdays. That's Holistic with a W. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for extra content and live events. You can also reach us at our email at holisticwednesdays at gmail.com. See you next Wednesday.